We have a wonderful team who is on the front line ensuring that the cultural guardrail of South Carolina is secure to keep the liberal left from driving everything that you and I hold dear off of a cliff. And welcome in to the Maiden Voyage, the debut episode of the Palmetto Family Matters podcast, a podcast produced by Palmetto Family Council. My name is Justin Hall. Mitch Prosser is with me to my left, and we're so excited you're joining us for this new podcast where we are looking to shape the Palmetto State from a biblical world view. And just as quick introductions, uh, my name is Justin Hall. I'm the Director of Communications with Palmetto Family Council. My name is Mitch Prosser. I'm the Director of Outreach for Palmetto Family Council, which includes uh, many different aspects of our outreach. So this podcast is going to be something that's going to help you understand how you can get better involved in the realm of politics. No, we're not asking you to run for office. Well, maybe some of you. Maybe. But for those of you that have no care or concern for running for office, we want you to know what matters and how it matters so that as you look at the world through a biblical worldview, you see things you understand them, and you begin to ask the right questions. Why I would vote for this person? What matters when I vote for this person? Who, who should I vote for based on a biblical worldview? We're not encouraging people to vote on people or party. We're asking people to look at platform. We're not talking about popularity. We're talking about the things that matter, issues, conservative values. And that's why Palmetto Family Matters podcast is here to help you understand a biblical worldview and how it influences the state of South Carolina, the good old Palmetto State. And when we talk about these issues, let's just get a rundown of what we're going to be talking about in the coming weeks and months. You're going to have podcasts. We're going to be talking about uh, adoption and foster care, issues within that system, talking about with people in the know, people who are affiliated closely with that and the issues that these families are facing uh, when it comes to adoption and foster care. We're going to talk about medical marijuana, which is now taking center stage uh, in the state politic. It is really becoming a hot-button issue. We'll talk about medical marijuana and approaching that subject from a biblical worldview. Transgenderism and women's sports, we'll be talking about that as well. We saw that in the Olympics. We saw how it played out. And of course, we're also going to be talking about the one thing that people are beginning to shy away from because it's become so convoluted, and that is critical race theory. And we're going to get into that when we come back right here on the Palmetto Family Matters podcast. Hey friends, Mitch Prosser here with Palmetto Family Council and the Palmetto Family Pastors and Ministry Leaders Network. I'm excited to let you know that coming this fall, yes, this fall in 2021, our Pastors and Ministry Leaders Network is hosting the Gospel Changes Everything Pastors and Ministry Leaders Roundtable Tour. We're coming to cities all across the state of South Carolina. That's right, a city near you introducing the Gospel Changes Everything Tour, and we want to hear from you. We want to hear from your pastor and your ministry leader about the things happening in your community, and we want to hear why it matters to you. So, if you're a pastor or ministry leader, we'd love to see you coming this fall. You can go to palmettofamily.org for more information about the Gospel Changes Everything Tour. 
and welcome back to the Palmetto Family Matters podcast. Justin Hall and Mitch Prosser here with you on the first episode of the Palmetto Family Matters podcast. As we mentioned before the break, today our topic of conversation is critical race theory. What is it and why is it important to you? And I want to start with sort of deconstructing this idea that has really infiltrated um, mainstream culture, mainstream media, because when you hear critical race theory discussed on the national stage, this is typically the response you hear, Mitch. Well, it's taught in colleges, but that's, it's, just, it's just an academic framework. It's not being taught. It is not a standard in your elementary school. And what I would have to tell you is that, yes, it did start as an academic framework in which to view law through the lens of critical race theory. Now, Vody Balkum has mentioned in, in several appearances that it, he terms it more critical theory because it's, it's becoming more Marxist in its view, um, but this is now seeping into everyday life. You see it in corporations. You see it from Coca-Cola. Even the University of South Carolina has hosted seminars explaining why critical race theory is important and why you should understand it to better educate yourself. So this is not a benign academic theory that's only taking place at Harvard and Yale and Princeton. So to take a step backward, maybe, and look at it from the 10,000-foot view, you're right, Justin. It does find its roots in critical theory. And critical theory has made its uh, way and has its fingers in multiple spheres of influence and culture. And often what you'll find is that what you see uh, in the framework of critical theory and critical race theory or the social justice movement isn't necessarily called critical race theory. In fact, there are several terms that are used to define it. Uh, the one that most critical race theory proponents don't like but is a fairly accurate term both in its root and origin and in a pretty close explanation of what it is is cultural Marxism. That's one uh, of the terms that's often used. Uh, once uh, one, Another one of those is the social justice movement, and often what those inside of that movement would consider themselves are SJWs, or social justice warriors. And there are several components inside of critical race theory that we're going to be discussing. I uh, don't know that we're going to get to all of those today, uh, but there are several that we're going to be discussing, including uh, the component of intersectionality, hegemony. Uh, we're going to be talking about several other different things that are happening within the critical race theory movement and how those things apply to you as everyday South Carolinians. And we have to start, and by the way, we're looking to keep this podcast under 30 minutes because what we have found is that the average commute time uh, across the Midlands of South Carolina is anywhere from 20 to 25 minutes. So we want you to be able to listen to this in your car and not have to take a break. So just to keep that in mind, and we'll mention that throughout every episode we do. So as we begin to get into this topic, I think what we're going to determine is this is a a broad topic. This is one that is very intricate and takes a lot of time to really get into the minutia of. And, and I also want to set the table here as well when we begin these conversations. Um, the disagreement with the idea of this cultural Marxism, this critical race theory, I want to make sure people understand, and, and maybe it's because I want people to know the heart of why we're doing this. Um, equality matters. Equality matters. Every person, regardless of their race or gender or income 
or even religious views deserves to be treated with respect. Absolutely. Um, there, there's no question about it. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't disagree on the, on the conversation and disagree on the issues and have a, have a healthy debate. Um, but what critical race theory does is it views everything, it sets you up to view everything through a prism of race. That race is the ultimate factor in how someone succeeds or fails in society. Now, there are several landmark decisions and documents that fight against this. And, and a couple of them being the Declaration of Independence and the United States Constitution. Now, and again, I'm just trying to set a table here and make sure we start from one level and begin to build. Were the framers of the Constitution the best people at times? One would argue, one would argue that they, like all others, made mistakes and had faults. I think we can all agree on that. However, when you look at the document, and when you look at the documents, there, there is nowhere in there that we get into this issue of one race being better than the other. We don't see that in these documents. We don't see that. We see a greater goal that these framers had in mind, and since 1776, we have pushed toward those. Now, why do I say that? Because there are proponents of critical race theory now, right now, who say that these landmark decisions, Brown versus Board of Education, Civil Rights Act of 1964, all of in the 14th Amendment even, were all decisions just to promote white supremacy and to keep minority races down. When in fact, I think the I think the data shows that those lifted an entire group of people out of the muck and mire that they had faced due to bad policies before that. Um, but this idea that everything has to be viewed through a prism of race and even neutral constitutional law, which Gene Stefanczyk and, and Richard Delgado wrote in their intro to critical theory, um, that we have to that everything can be viewed through a prism of race, even neutral constitutional law breaks away at the very foundation of the country and thus makes it a little bit difficult for some people to be able to articulate why they're against critical race theory. Justin, I think one of the most important things for us to understand is that America is an exceptional country. Correct. You know, there is a uh, there's an intrinsic part of the critical theory and critical race theory movement to tear, if not completely deconstruct, the idea of American exceptionalism. Can I tell if you're listening right now, please understand this. Slavery and racial bias has always existed. Correct. Please understand that people are tribal by nature. And since the foundation of the world, when Cain and Abel uh, were introduced to original sin by their parents, Adam and Eve, there was a bias and a, uh, a, a prejudice there. It isn't until America and England come to the forefront of power in the 1700s that we ever see the beginning of the end of slavery anywhere in the world. By the way, America is an exceptional nation because she has been founded on principles of religious freedom. She has been founded on the idea of independent liberties. And she has been founded on the idea and the, the, the movement of ensuring that all men are created equal. 
What's so important about that is it set up the framework. Yes, there were problems early on in the founding of our nation. Yes, there was a cultural system of slavery. So it wasn't until England and America took the lead in the late 17 and early 1800s, both through legislative power and cultural movement, because we ultimately know that even though legislation can be passed, like the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments at the end or in the middle of the Civil War, it takes cultural change in order for this to occur. And we've seen that. We've seen that in America. America is exceptional because she is good. She is a bastion of freedom and liberty across the world And what's so important for us to understand is that the critical race theory movement, whether it's a framework for thought or has an element of praxis in it, either way, it's tearing at the fabric of what we know as American exceptionalism. And that's deeply concerning. Because it begins to break down the, the room from within. Right, I mentioned this earlier about the meaning of words and this idea of, of the Tower of Babel. When we change words and when we begin to strike at a foundation, that's when you can really begin to tear down factions, when you can tear down uh, documents, when you can tear down the system as a whole because you claim the system's inherently bad or inherently flawed. Uh, and, and Mitch, like you mentioned, and I want to make sure people understand that Yes, this is an exceptional country, and the things you're able to do here, as we are doing right now, you don't get to do in very many places, and that's that's just the that's just the brass tacks. You don't get to do in America, you don't get to do what you do in America and many other places across right. the world, and 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 that's what we're trying to convey as as we begin to wrap up this first episode. Because there's a lot, like I said, there's a lot to get into with critical race theory. There's a lot of trying to understand the thought, because it's important to understand the other side. It's important to understand what exactly they believe, what exactly they think, so you can then articulate why you believe what you believe, and how those two don't mix, and how they confront each other, uh, and then you're able to begin to have the real debate. Critical race theory, like I said, is a major issue, and one that is beginning to infiltrate more and more your daily life. You're hearing about it more and more, and you're probably seeing aspects of it without even knowing it. Mitch, you mentioned some names of of what this theory and what this mode of thinking is. There's a lot to it, so you might be hearing different things that are actually all the same thing. It's all under the same umbrella, so we're going to try to unpack that, but like I mentioned, we're trying to keep this podcast as short as possible to make sure you get it in one sitting. That way you don't have to pause. You don't want to pause us and have to come back and listen to us later. We want you to take it all in at one time. Justin, are you saying we're out of time? I am saying, unfortunately, that we are out of time here on the first debut episode. Yeah. of the Palmetto Family Matters podcast. It sounds like people are going to have to join us for our next podcast as we talk more about what critical race theory is, what it is not, and why that matters to you. Thanks for joining us on our very first episode of Palmetto Family Matters, where we are shaping the Palmetto State from a biblical worldview. I am so grateful that you've joined us. I'm Mitch. And I am Justin. And we're so grateful that you joined us today on Palmetto Family Matters.